Hello, welcome to this Five Clubs Conversation. I am Johnson Wagner. I'm out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, working the PGA Professional Championship. I am delighted with my two guests, Danny Balin, eight-time PGA Championship participant, played in the U.S. Open as well. He has played seven club pros and has qualified every time. Danny and I are longtime friends. And Paul Savaggio, they worked together at Westchester Country Club for a couple of years. He is making his first PGA Club Professional start. All that coming up next. Danny, Paul, thanks for joining me today on Five Clubs. Looking forward to the week. Uh, beautiful Albuquerque here at Twin Warriors Golf Club. You know, what, what's going on, Danny? Yeah, John, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, another another year, another PGA Professional Championship. Uh, great to be out here in, in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Great to be competing again this year. Uh and looking forward to a great week. I, I had to miss last year, unfortunately, for some unfortunate situations. I, I had a uh, a little bit of an emergency surgery, a hernia surgery, so I wasn't allowed to participate or I wasn't able to participate, participate uh, because it happened a few days prior to the event. Uh, so it's it's just nice to be back. It's nice to be back competing uh, at, at the, a national stage on TV uh, in, you know, in front of – members in front of a, a, a TV audience where everybody can follow along. Danny, tell us a little bit about what this championship is and what it means to the club professionals that, you know, people might not know about. Yeah, I mean, this is the marquee event for every PGA professional. There's 28,000 of us uh, in the in the country, and uh, this is our chance to kind of show what we can do uh, on the golf course. Um, and at the end of the road to, to be able to potentially qualify for a PGA championship, one of the four majors uh, throughout the year and uh, every, every club pros dream come true. You know, we all work every day to, to serve our members at our clubs, at our private clubs, our, our public courses, our memberships uh, to, to make their time on the golf course more enjoyable. And this is kind of a time where we can kind of put our game to the test at a, a championship, uh, the highest level, as close to a PGA Tour event as you can get. And, by the way, it's not qualify for. It's a berth into the, the PGA of America has been very clear about their, <laughs> their language that they want to use. It's a berth to the PGA team to play in a major, in a PGA championship. Paul, I know you've worked with Danny for a couple of years at yes. Westchester. We'll get into some stories here in a little <laughs> bit. But you were an alternate just a couple of days ago for this event. What 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 has your road to Albuquerque been like? That's right. Um, so we have our section qualifier, which is – last june i think so it's kind of a weird moment leaving that knowing i was the first alternate i didn't have to get in a playoff to get it i was the only one at that number so i remember driving down the road not knowing what emotion i should have i played pretty good but i also have been an alternate before not first so i'm learning this week how important that is and kind of the process of getting in um i'm super pumped um knowing danny following a career like danny and yourself being a local from where we are, um, it's been like the biggest goal of mine probably since 2014 when I became a PGA member. So super, super excited to be here. Been hanging with him the last two or three days. We're playing again tomorrow, and that's probably been more valuable to me than than anything, just being around a guy with all the experience, almost winning the tournament uh, two or three years ago. So I'm just pumped to be here. Yeah, your best finish is a T2 uh, back in... Not a T2. Or a solo. Second, <laughs> solo second. Yeah, I need to get my stats uh, right here. <laughs> but for for those that, that are listening, like the Metropolitan PGA section is, bar none, the best in the country. P- players from all over try to get jobs in the New York area so they can play in the section. So, um, like, when you got in as an alternate, did you get in because someone from your section withdrew or because you were the first alternate from the best section? Um I didn't get in. No one from our section withdrew. So up until a couple days ago, Wednesday morning, um, I was at work. I got the call, um, and I was super excited. As soon as I saw Palm Beach Gardens phone number on my phone, I kind of knew what that was about. He was the first text. I go, I'm in because we played golf a few days before. He goes, don't worry about it. You're going to get in. Um, so I had my flights booked. I had my hotel booked. I planned on being out here no matter what. Um, in the last few months, my prep was for this, even though I wasn't officially in. Um, I walked a lot of holes, just getting my energy level up and just kind of prepping to play in this event. So that's where my focus has been since the new year hit, because this is going to be my first event of the year. 
to start 2023. And speaking of prep, like you guys are up in New York, what has prep been like? You got something to add to it, Danny? Yeah, I think I think just so the, the viewing audience understands, like this is every golf pro's dream to first off play in the professional national championship. So, so this event in each section is always on everybody's mind, and there's 41 sections. Each section has its own qualifier, and based on how many of the members of the section sign up for the tournament is uh, – allows how many spots per section that, that you get. So let's say you have 100 people that sign up, you might get four to five spots. You have 150, you might get six to seven spots. So in each section, it's a little bit different. In the Met section, because we are known for the best players, the best teachers in the country, everybody is, is grinding, working on trying to get through this qualifier. And it might be one of the hardest qualifiers to, to get into because we only have 10 to 12 uh, ex, you know spots each year. Now, we have more players that play in because we have a lot of past champions, right? So we've got Daryl Kessner, we got Matt Dobbins, you got Rod McDougal. Uh, there's a few that I'm probably missing as well. So we probably have 17 to 18 that represent the Mets section each year. But since I became a PGA member in 2007, this was the one tournament that I always wanted to play in. It, was, it didn't matter what else I did all year. I wanted to qualify for this tournament each year because it gave you a chance to play on the national stage. It gave you a chance to play on TV, which none of us ever do. We never see spectators. You never play on TV. And then at the end, the top 20, like you said, earn a berth into the PGA Championship, our marquee event. The PGA member, PGA of America members marquee event, besides the Ryder Cup that happens every few years, the PGA Championship happens every year, and it's the PGA of America's championship. So all of us as PGA members are associated with that event, and this is every everyone's goal, everyone's dream is to play in this tournament, right? So just being here is such a huge accomplishment for, for all 312 players. Um, it's unfortunate that somebody who has qualified might have to withdraw that allows alternates to get in. In this case, it's awesome because my good friend Paul got in, <laughs> right? But even though he's the first alternate in our section, he might not be the first alternate in the country, right? There's, like I said, 41, 41 sections. There's probably a list of 100 alternates. And in our place, we, I think the Met section was like 30th maybe you saw? So originally when registration ended, um, I got an email that I was – I probably – didn't look at the actual list till weekend, but when I first looked, I was 14th, and then up until this past Saturday, it was our men's opening day, I checked the email going home, and I had moved to first. So I've never spent so much time on my phone between Saturday and Wednesday morning, um, just kind of going, hey, at some point, 312 people, I got to get this call. Right, I was confident on Paul getting in so, just because of travel. You never know, right? right? You never know what's going to happen at the at the house, you know, or at your club or at home with your family. You might get sick. So I was confident that Paul was getting in. I was like, Paul, book your flight, book your hotel, let's yeah. go. We're playing practice rounds. Come on. Yeah, that was it. Was helpful to hear that. I mean, I deep down believed it, but you kind of don't. You have to get the call, and then your mindset is like, all right. Um, so Wednesday morning, all said and done, went home, packed, and. It's just like like Danny said. I mean, this is the pinnacle of our PGA membership to to get in this event. And I think just playing well in the Mets section has allowed me to to believe that I can do it because um, I'm playing against guys like Danny and a, a million names that I don't even want to start because there's so many. Um, if you can play high at, at a high level in our section, I think you can play at a high level anywhere. And I think um, some of our players have proven that kind of on a world stage. Um, so I'm just kind of learning a little bit more about how to prep for a four-day tournament. I don't play in, in many four-round tournaments besides a National Assistance Championship, which I play in a good amount. Um, so it's a different week. It's more about energy, you know, not taking too many extra swings, although it's easy to do because you have all the tour vans here, and that's new to me. Um, so that, that was probably the coolest part of the last few days was getting a, a cool wedge. Um, <laughs> I call it a Danny grind, which is special. Um, what grind is that specifically? So it's a, it's a SM nine S grind. And I mean, he could tell you more about the magic in it, but they sh- it, they're just, I've always hit his wedges and I go, I really, really want to get this, but we shaved the heel down. You know, the I coolest mean, part was like, some golf together, right? I, you know. like <laughs> even just standing there, I, I'm used to fitting members. So I'm kind of standing there like, who can I help next? I'm, I'm like, then I'm like, wait a minute, I should ask for something. And this is about me. And he, he kind of helped me feel comfortable down there. So they built it for me. I got it. And, uh, 
Yeah, it's awesome just to be able to do stuff like that. Going straight in the bag this week? Yes, I used it all day today. Um, I think that driver should go straight in the bag, too, that you pulled out of there. Yeah. Kind of finagled your way in there. Yeah. Cool cool shaft. I was like, hey, Paul, take this. Let's go to the other side of the range. So first time, first time in an event with a with a tour van. It was my final stage of Q school. I was 22 years old, and I put a brand new Sonar Tech three wood five wood <laughs> in play. Like I, I mean, I finished damn near last yeah. in the tournament, but I understand that. And to speak about what you're talking about, energy conservation. You got two golf courses here. They're spread out, not easy walks. The weather may, I mean, it's a little chilly in the morning. May get some winds. Like it's a, it's an energy zapping week. And you know, I remember playing with Danny in his first couple of PGAs back in the day that. Danny would play, you know, 18-hole practice rounds, three straight days, and was just so jacked to start. And by the time Thursday, Friday hit, he was exhausted. I know you've learned yeah. a lot from those days. And to go to go to that a little bit, like, you've played in eight PGA championships. I, 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 it just absolutely blows my mind. You have any favorite PGAs? And, and in the same line of questioning, like, who are some of the coolest guys you got to play with, not only in practice rounds, but more specifically, like, tournament days? Who were you playing with that really impressed you? Yeah, so I thought, uh, you know, of course the first one was always the coolest in the fact that I'd never played in front of anybody. It was in 2010 at Whistling Straits. I'm playing with Sean O'Hare and Robert Carlson. They were 15th and 17th in the world at the time. And I'm going, oh, my God. And I got all my family, all my friends there. And I hit the, I hit driver right down the middle on the 10th hole, my first shot ever, right in the middle of a divot. Right? <laughs> and then I got 70 yards of a tight pin, and I chunk a little lob wedge. And we ended up only playing nine holes that day. And at the end of it, uh, Robert Carlson comes over, and he goes, you ever think about putting it from there? And I looked at him, and I'm <laughs> – you know, I'm 27 years old, or at the time, I never played in a tournament. I'm looking, I'm like, no, I didn't, Robert. I would never putt it from 80 yards or 70 <laughs> yards short of the green. But um, with that being said, listen, this, like I said, this tournament is, if you can't get up for this tournament, you know, I'm not sure, you know, if you like competition, right? I, I love competition. I think I thrive when when something's on the line. And, and to be able to um, compete every time that I've qualified has just been uh, something that I, like I said, I strive for, I strive for each year. Um, and then, like you said, you know, you get to a PGA championship and, and you just want to play, you want to be there, right? Like, it's like, there's only 156 guys that are there. I've hit balls next to Tiger. I've hit balls next to Hideki after he won the Masters. Did you go I've set got, up next to Tiger on purpose? Yeah, of course. Why <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> like, he doesn't know who I am, so I'm just standing there, you know, hitting some balls. But, like, to be able to play with you and and our friend Ryan Armour, and then I got paired with our guy who's also a five clubs guy, Brendan DeYoung at Keogh in 2012. And so those guys and you guys kind of make me comfortable. You know, I, I got one story when you and I, we played at uh, Keogh, I think in a practice round that year and we played with David Toms and we get out there and, and I think we're on the second hole and, you know, listen, we've been friends for a long time. I, I admire you and, and all of your golf. And, and I always want to kind of be like you when it comes to playing golf and things like that. Maybe not off the golf course, but, but on the golf course. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? It, it, nothing. I love you. So we'll talk about that later. But we got to play. It was like, hey, John, so let's play a practice round. All right, cool. We're going to play. And then David Toms joins us. And I think we hit our tee shot on one. We get to like the fairway. Maybe we hit our second shot. And then like the rain came and the, and the siren went off. And it was like, let's go on in. So we go on in. I think we went to family dining. And then it cleared up. And David's like, let's go back out. And I was like, yeah, I want to go play some more. And you were like, I'm out. I'm going to the hotel. <laughs> I was. Crusty in 2012. I fired everybody after that week. I was such a jerk in 2012. It was just a funny story. But, you know, those are the, the cool memories, right? To be able to at least have one week a year to go play with the best players in the world and to see what their the differences are, right? And, um, you know, after playing in so many, there wasn't that many people that impressed me that much until 2019, 2020 at Harding Park. Uh, I got an exemption into actually two majors that year. Didn't have to qualify, so that's why I'm seven for seven. But I got to play with Scotty Scheffler and and Tom Hoagie at the time. And uh, Scotty Scheffler, to me, is a superstar, right? Like, he impressed me so much. Everything he did from how he hit his driver to putting. I mean, he was the one guy that I think has impressed me out of all the guys that I've played with. Um, and then second to Tom Hoagie. I mean, Hoagie's had a great year this year and last year and the last however many years, four, five, six years. And to be able to play with those two guys, man, those two guys were impressive. 
Um, of course, Brendan was impressive, but in different ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, on and off the golf course. But, a lot of Bud Lights. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, but I, you know, I, I, I've played all over. I think Oak Hill in 2013 was probably my favorite just because of the golf course. It was close to home. Um, the golf course was similar to what we play on a daily basis uh, back in the Mets section. And then, of course, Beth Page uh, was probably my first second in there as well. Cool. Um, I've won two New York State Opens there. Uh, it's one of my favorite golf courses, a public track. Oh, I'm sorry, three. Uh, he won three. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> catch, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Paulie. Um, <laughs> and, and Beth Page back, black, right? Like the home of public golf, the mecca of public golf. Anybody can go and play golf there, you know, which is a lot different than a, a country club, right? And so to be able to host a PGA championship where as a PGA member you serve every golfer around the the country around the world, no matter who they are, whether it's, you know, a PGA Hope at a public golf course, at a country club, at a resort, we as PGA members kind of do it all. We promote the game. We we teach the game. We try to play the game, you know. And uh, Beth Page Black to me is the mecca, like I said, of just golf. I've spent plenty of nights in that parking lot waiting <laughs> for the first time. Like, I, you don't have to sell me on right. Beth Page. I think that Ryder Cup in 25 is um, going to be ridiculous. Insane. But Paul, so first time here, you know, obviously the goal is to finish in the top 20 and be on that PGA team earning the berth, but, you know, ha- or have you thought about it? Like, what's your what's your mindset? There's 312 guys. I know there's multiple cuts. Like, how are you going into this week? Because obviously I, I know your quality of play, uh, you, you expect yourself to have a chance. So what are you doing to make that happen? That's a great question, and that started to think more about that today. And speaking of Beth Page, we had our Met Open there last year and after playing these two golf courses um, I had a very good experience there last year I think I finished six but I shot even par for three rounds um, on a long demanding golf course which you know pretty well obviously Danny knows well just uh, on a confidence I didn't look at a leaderboard at all because my game plan was to hit fairways hit hit middle of greens and make a lot of pars um, this place reminds me of that strategy and I think that's what my strength is when I don't look at a leaderboard and see a 64 even at that tournament, someone shot 63 or 4 in the second round. The guys in my group were talking about it. I just walked faster, and I just said, I know pars are good here, and I know that place at some point gets you. And, you know, that was a that was a big event for me because there was some corn fairy guys there, some guys with a lot of tour experience. And to kind of have my name somewhat on the first page of the leaderboard was more of just a confidence booster um, to know that, at a world premier golf course I can perform and I'm going to just bring to this, to this resort and these two golf courses, that same mindset. I'm not really going to look at a leaderboard. I got a strong feeling if you're even close to par to the last day, then you might start checking. Um, and I don't think you're going to be far off. You may be way in, way inside the number. It depends on the weather and the wind. Um, and I think that, I think Danny might, you know, we were talking a little bit about just the conditions and stuff. And I think that's just going to be a big part of the week. If it's, if there's no wind, I think you'll see some birdies, but I think once the wind gets going, it's, you got to drive the ball and play here and then, and then make decisions. Yeah. Twin Warriors is a pretty, uh, there's a lot of dog legs. There's a lot of blind tee shots from what I saw briefly walking around today. <laughs> Excuse me, riding around yeah, my car. I was definitely not walking that place. But you know, a lot of decisions to make off the tee. The wind changes, and in, in we're at five thousand plus feet, so you're going to have to make a lot of decisions. Are you comfortable with the the guy you got on on your bag this week? He's great. He was with me in some of the, some of those big events la- uh, last year. Um, college buddy of mine played college golf. I mean, he walked on the Iona University golf team. We've been best friends ever since. He was in my wedding. Um, we refer to him as uncle Timmy at my house. Um, it's like a big teddy bear, but he's, he's golf smart. Um, he laminated a sheet with the, with my yardages and then the adjusted with elevation. Um, I, his wife's a teacher. That's why they have a laminating machine at home. <laughs> that's next level work right <laughs> um, there. So he screenshotted me the other night and then I started to get excited because he's going to be just as into this as I am. Yeah. Um, he knows Danny pretty well. Um, he kind of he knows how important this event is to the PGA professional, and even to me. He's known me since, like I said, since college, which was a pretty long time ago. Now that I think about it, but um, as Danny was saying earlier, like this is a career goal of mine just to be here. Now I'm going to set a new goal this week. Now that I'm here and I've played the golf course, I'm going to get more in the competitive mentality and just see what I can do. Um, it's not going to matter till Sunday. 
Um, I'll wake up nervous. I, I wake up nervous for every event, and I think that's normal and exciting. Um, and that that's sort of what I thrive on. And then just put the tee in the ground and go. Yeah, Bobby Hines, uh, Metropolitan legend, my old you know longtime coach. He always said, I, I remember calling him my first time I had a chance to win. It was Houston, two thousand eight, on the PGA Tour, and I called him, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm I'm apprehensive. I'm nervous. I've you know gone to the bathroom a hundred times already, and it's ten o'clock in the morning. And he said, Good. That's yeah. you know what what else are you doing here if you don't yeah. feel those nerves? And I think nerves allow you to play way better than you're capable of playing. But if you let them overcome you, you obviously you can play way worse than you're capable. Yeah, of playing. I think, I nerves, think yeah. having nerves, nerves is a great. good thing. If you didn't, ha- if you don't have nerves, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah, Tiger always talks about it. he always had nerves. Yeah, and, and that's a good thing, right? Like that, those nervous uh, things, right, or nerves that occur, right make you focus a little bit more on what you're doing, right? And we're all here for a reason. We all have played good golf to be able to qualify. We all know what's going on. We all know where our golf ball is going. And to be nervous allows you to come back to kind of ground zero and be like, I'm not doing really anything different, right? Like there's nobody here. I'm just hitting a golf ball onto the fairway, onto a green, and hitting a putt, right? Every Everything, all nerve stuff or all the pressure you put on yourself. There's no pressure on anybody, right? Now, you have your nervousness, nerves. That's a great thing, and you got to enter that. But back back to Paul real quick. This guy, Tim, he's got on his bag. Like you said, they're best friends. He They know each other, and he knows his game, and Paul's striping it right now, and I expect big things from him this week. Um, and just to kind of do what you do, man, and uh, all things will happen. All right, Danny. For everybody that doesn't know, you're obviously quite an accomplished player, played in nine major championships, but uh, kind of midway through your professional or club pro career you made an attempt at, at making it plain and you went to latin american q school played i want to say four seasons five seasons one down there in peru guatemala, guatemala. 2015 i knew it was 15 stella artois guatemalan open i mean that like uh, being able to win at that kind of level i'm assuming coming into this golf tournament you, you know you've done everything here except when like and you guys are up in new york there's an awkward time to be getting ready for a, for a big event but like what is your mindset coming in are you are you are you gonna take the leap this year and go ahead and close this thing out <laughs> yeah i mean i'm gonna track to but as you know <laughs> professional golf is very difficult you know you need good breaks here you need you need a lot of luck as well on your side um listen i've tried my hardest to prepare as much as i can i spend a lot of time in, in jupiter florida in the winter time preparing um and then you know this year particularly you know i'm a head golf professional fresh meadow country club i own the golf shop i spend a lot of time in my office paying bills and things like that and one thing that i did this year was i always marked off at least an hour to go and be by myself and practice and uh you know after last year not being able to compete is kind of heartbreaking right like so I, I want to get back here. I had to re-qualify in our section, and, and fortunately for me, I got the last spot. Paul was the first alternate. So, you know, we both played great to deserve to deserve being here, and, and we are here uh, now that he got in. Uh, but, you know, I, I put aside an hour to, to practice to at least kind of get back to, to what I know how or how I know how to play golf, things like that. I've kind of gone back to my mentality of, of – when I played my best back in 2010, 2011. Um, and I think playing full-time for a few years in South America, I played in Canada, I, I Mondayed into a few web events. Um, all of those things have prepared me for this event, and that's the way I look at it every year, right? It's, it's, I know what the week entails. I've prepared myself to play full-time, and it's just like being on the road again, right, for another week, except this time uh, I have to – reach back to the golf shop to make sure everybody's doing their job and everybody's covering for me. Cause if it wasn't for them, then I probably couldn't be here. So uh. and I want to, I want to get into that. Like the fact that you have to cross off just an hour a day to be able to go practice. And I'm, I'm sure you're the same. You're the lead teaching professional at Westchester country club. So like you guys are working, you're, mm-hmm. you're opening the shop at fresh meadow. You're teaching guys that are eager to get out and play. Like what are some of the biggest challenges of just trying to get your game ready, working in the golf industry, not being someone that plays the game for, living well (laughs) yeah that i would say that and and explaining a little bit why you need some time and i'm lucky enough to be at westchester country club where where it's to me it's a it's a golf club and there's a lot of history there's a lot of history with you know and it goes back to the the 60s let's call it but the members love golf they love when my boss of 20 years now i worked for at waikigil previously um ben hoffine wanted to bring 
sort of some golf pros playing again with the members and stuff. So I know in 2017, Danny and I took this, took the job together. Um, teaching position teaching professionals and you know we started at an early early part of the spring where there wasn't many members around yet so we would we would just try to go play nine holes and meet some people um and you know to this day i'm teaching anywhere from seven eight hundred hours a year um but i do make when i i play a good tournament schedule but I will make time once a week to play 18 holes with members and kind of break it up. And then maybe I'll play nine holes here and there. But um, I'm an, I get up early and I do it first. Um, whether that's 35 minutes of hitting balls with, with a good body and not a tired body. Um, and then I can focus on the membership, club fitting, teaching, running back and forth. And, and, and just, it's my, I'm starting my seventh year there. So I have a pretty good balance and um, the members are awesome. So yeah. it's, 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 yeah, when it's Paul just budget. When Paul and I started <laughs> together, it was almost like who could beat the other one to the golf course to start practicing yeah. earlier? Because at eight o'clock we would teach from eight to six every day. Maybe you'd had lunch, maybe you didn't. But it was like who could get there at six oh five to yeah. get on the range to hit balls? Because that was the time you had to practice. You were, your body felt good and that's how we Your body was feeling good at six oh five. I mean <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was better than at six PM yes. when I was exhausted. Because yeah. As a head pro, it's a little different than a teacher professional. Me, everybody wants my time, whether it's my staff, whether it's uh, the caddy, uh, the uh, outside operations guy, the starter, uh, the cart guy, and then you have 500 members. Everybody wants your time, so it's so hard to just break away. So anytime you can get 4, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes to do this, to, to hit balls or practice, you, you take advantage of it. For me, this year's, you know, the weather has been not very – the weather was good in New York most of the winter – Got to April, it was really good, and then it's been kind of a little crappy. Um, so it's hard to get away, but I did make some time for myself to at least 30, and 30 minutes an hour, go hit some balls, to at least know what I'm doing and get ready. And like I said, playing for full-time for five years, you kind of know how to kind of get ready in a few days, right? So I think two weeks out, I spent a little bit more time. I played some more rounds of golf, things like that, um, you know, Paul's teaching eight, ten hours a day. Anytime he gets a free second, he's on that range anyways, hit some balls, hit some balls, mm-hmm. hit some balls. You know, I went over there on Tuesday before uh earlier this week. Tuesday, I don't even know what today is, Friday. Yeah, day right? before right. We Friday. Up. Right. So we played <laughs> Tuesday. I just I went to the club till eleven. I was like, Paul, make us a one o'clock tea time. Let's go. Our boss Ben Hoffine joined us as well as Mike Bella. Mike Bella, who's yep, also Mike a Bella professional Jr. in uh got a calm junior that section. He just Became a member and he's going to be awesome. He bombs the ball. He's got. A, he comes from a golfing family, so at some point, watch out for this guy. Um, but so I made time. I was like, Paul, we're going to play. Cancel all your lessons. Let's go. Just because me personally, I need reps. Right. For like the record, I didn't cancel play. any lessons. <laughs> 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 well, so I got I got asked to do this job for Golf Channel, being the analyst in the booth for this event, maybe two months ago, a month and a half ago, and. and and I was so excited about it because I've got so many friends in this business and, and I, I took it upon myself to just, you know, really highlight you guys and, and, and make it known like people are going to turn on the golf channel and they're going to watch the club pro Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And, and, and I, I just I just want people to understand like you guys are the guys that are out there teaching everybody how to play golf. You're out there teaching the, our kids, my kids, how to play golf. And you're you are growing the game, not to mention dealing with how many members you have at Fresh Meadow. 297 so, plus families, so yeah. it comes to like 600. I mean, people. so you've got all these bosses and you've got all these people. It's just, I don't think, I don't think the general public realizes how it's an awesome job. I'm sure very rewarding. Yeah, but it's a 24 hour, seven day a week job. It is, you know, with cell phones and text messages and yeah. and emails and hey, can you do this for me? Hey, can you do that? Hey, you're around for a lesson. Hey, you're around this. So yes, it, it's uh, all the time. I think this is this has been like such an honor when the, when they asked me to do it. He's like, yeah, it's not the biggest event, but uh, it's the National Club Pro. And I, I was I was like, it's a huge event. It's it's like you listening yeah, you know. listening to you guys describe it. It's it's just uh, I, I mean I'm getting chills thinking about the week for y'all. Um, you got any good Danny stories from Westchester Country Club days? I mean, Man, I, uh, how deep can we get on this thing? I mean, I think we can get. I mean, we don't want to get him divorced or anything. Well, but. I got to give him credit because um, I always knew who. A great way. <laughs> <laughs> well, the actually the hiring of Danny is an interesting one. I was driving out to the Met PGA 
Pro Pro Championship, and I was in the car with John Deegan, who I work with at Waikigil for 13 years, uh, and Ben was our boss. So I'm sitting in the back seat, and we're we're getting excited. Ben had just gotten the job, and we're talking about we need we need an awesome player, like a good person. We have 1,400 members, um, two golf courses, a par three course. Awesome we need a personality, a like awesome it's person. yeah, need a personality and somebody that's a big name. And at the same time, Ben and I go, Danny Bellin, what's he doing? I was in Cali, Colombia, playing in the Latin American tour, and I remember calling Ben at the same time. So, going, hey, congrats! You were, so, you were at Burning Tree in Greenwich before you left for Latin America. Yes, and then okay, yeah. So, so I was, uh, yes, yeah. About two days later, I'm back at Waikiki on the range, and and Ben goes, "Guess who called me?" It was Danny Ballin, and I said. Is this a done deal or what? And we just we know Danny, so we we know the personality, and he's fun, and he's also very professional. And I think that's the recipe we wanted. Um, Danny helped me come out of my shell. I'm going to uh, from a club of probably the same 290 members, an awesome golf course, kind of hidden between uh, Wingfoot and Quaker Ridge, to a really big college in my mind. I went going from a small campus to a really big place, and I was. Not hesitant, just kind of like I don't, I don't know how this is going to go with thousands of people. And I think after being there, we realized like you see the same people every day, and they love golf, and they're super normal. And Danny helped me open up a little bit, you know. And I think that gave me a little confidence in just knowing that I was, I'm going to play fine. Let's go out and meet people, get on the golf course, and then um, it's actually turned me into a very good teacher that job um, because you have so many hours to do it um, and so many different skill levels. And our junior program is outstanding. We start at three years old, so I didn't really know what golf was till I was 10. So we have these three- to five-year-olds learning what golf is maybe before they know what a football is or a baseball. So in that regard, it's cool to see these kids because I'm seven years in now, and now they're playing high school golf. And, and um, as far as stories about Danny, I mean – Jeez. Oh, we got some I great stories, Paul. Johnson, I mean. We used to go in the rain, go to the par three course, me and him, play one club. We, we, we did, did a lot Yeah, of we did stuff. a, oh, uh, uh, you know what? It was like a, it was our ladies opening day and it was like rain, rainy and cloudy and like a, uh, so he's like, let's go on the par three course and play a match. And what it did was a Facebook live. Oh yeah. We so we Facebook lived it and we're just like, I don't even know what it was at that time. That, yeah. And I'm like. All of a sudden, like I'm getting like texts or yeah, whatever. Two hundred people following. Yeah. Us, all of a sudden, us, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Can we come?" It was so awesome. I, <laughs> I remember. remember at, well, I remember at one point, I'm like, "Because you can kind of start to see how many." I go, "We need to watch what we're saying." <laughs> There's some <laughs> members on this, um, so like just stuff like that for the membership was really cool. Because um, I don't know at what point Danny may stop playing. I think he's going to have a job in a booth somewhere, just announcing and talking <laughs> about the game. Um, following your footsteps. But yeah, I also sure. think that um, we've become really good friends because of that job outside of golf. Like, when we hang out, we don't even talk about golf. We I hang out with his daughter. Our wives hang out. We go out to dinner, um, go to games. and we party a little bit. We party a little bit, and they bought a house how many years? Uh, Three or four years now in the same town as we're So ballers. we're a two-minute drive, so it's, it's, it's nice. Even though he has a job on Long Island, he still lives right by us, so... Um, that's a great neighborhood. It's, it's been cool. Yeah, we yeah, got a good neighborhood. Cool. I got a couple other stories, though, from Westchester that Paul might not like at the moment, but a few. Someone's got to start. I didn't really start there. Yeah. It was kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, and, and you and I do this, too, with our friends. Whenever we play golf, it's always a dollar a yard. Make all we want, it's a dollar a yard. Yep. I don't know if you remember this. I know. We I don't play think it's ever happened. We play. You're right. It's never happened. So, so I remember one of my last days working at Westchester. I took Ben, the director of golf, Ben Hoffine, and Paul, and I was like, "Guys, let's go. We're playing golf. Let's go." And we get in the car and we're playing the South Course. Westchester has two courses: the West, where they played the Thunderbird and the Buick Classic, and a couple of FedEx events, and then they have the South Course, which is just an awesome, fun golf course that you can play every day. And we're we're on the 14th hole, and it's just uphill par three and like six iron. You hooped it or he hooped it? I hooped. It. <laughs> well, of course, and, he's not going to tell a story about you hooping one. Well, of course not. <laughs> and so, well, you can't see it go in. See. So we couldn't see it go in. So you get up there, and there's two balls on the green, and uh, 
third one's nowhere to be found, and the ball's in the hole. And I'm like, $174, let's go <laughs> get it up, right? Whip outs, right? Like, if you make uh, it, it's yeah, a whip yeah. out. And we paid up. And yeah. then so, there was so, no Venmo back then. That's, yeah, so back when everybody, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then so I think it was in uh, March. We had a good March day this year, so a, a month and a half ago, and we're playing the South Course, and there's maintenance going on, and there's no flags in the holes. Right? Is that the thing you posted on that I saw? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're on the eighth hole in the South Earl. It's right by the Birchwood House, which is a famous place. They have hot dogs with some cheese on it. You know, <laughs> it's a great little spot. And uh, Paul hits this shot. I think, or, or we walk off the thirteenth hole. We walk up to the fourteenth tee, and you can go back to like the back tees or stay where you are. And he's like, "Where do you want to play?" I was like, "I don't want to walk back there. So let's just play right here." And I think it was one hundred and fifty-two yards. Yeah. So to his credit, <laughs> to his credit, because I so we I, in the off season, the South Course has two pens on every green. And having played it a couple of times, I said, Danny, there's a pin back right. That's kind of what we're going to go for. So I hit a shot, like, and in my eyes, I go, that's, beautiful. that's right in line with where I think it would be. And I said, he tees ball. I go, it's like 12 to 15 feet over my ball. And sure this enough. This is what luck happens. So I sure get shot, enough. Hits the green and then disappears. And you're like, hold on. <laughs> so there, after him yelling and the echoing through the trees and realizing there's nobody on the property, um, you know, he pulls out the phone doing a video. I couldn't be more grumpy about it going in because <laughs> he looked grumpy. That was another hundred and fifty-two dollars that I had to give him. And did you have it on you? Uh, no. We let that one. We let, we let that one. He was a, a guest for the day. Yeah. <laughs> I was paying my guest fee, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's. I don't know if you had one on the par three with me, but that's two that I have paid up for up until this day. So there's not yeah. many people I'd rather be on a golf course playing a match against it really the stakes don't matter higher the better or incredible yes. but uh I, I love taking your money danny <laughs> and i hate giving you my money but you know we've been playing golf for 20 plus years and and you know getting ready for pga tour events like i love playing matches with danny down in florida when yes. you come through charlotte when i'm up in new york it's like you give me everything you have and, and if, i know if i take you down because we're probably pretty 50 50 with matches one i mean maybe well okay Maybe now. I mean, I think you're more like eighty twenty still. I get a little nervous, you know, and I nervous. Yeah. You wouldn't be ner- on, you wouldn't you know? be nervous playing yeah. with me currently. No, no. Well, I know. I, I'm ready now. I wish you brought your clubs. <laughs> I have go. my clubs. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah, don't need. You, you don't need tomorrow. It, yeah, you don't need to play any more extra holes. You got enough golf this week. But yeah, no, I love playing with you and, and Armor. Uh, you know, good friend of ours, Ryan Armour, down in Jupiter. And he was always like, you guys need to get ready for an event. I'm down to play. I love golf. I love playing the game of golf. I think it is so fun. I think getting four of your friends together to just go and hang out and, and catch up is like nothing. You can't – not only people who play golf can understand that, right? Like outside of golf, people don't get it. It's like, why do you play golf all the time? It's like because you, you don't have to think about the reality and the that the world has to offer. You get to hang out with three of your your closest friends and play a game that we all love and the handicap system which of course we don't have but it makes everybody equal and to be able to go and try to beat your the brains out of your friends is awesome and talk a little smack here and there and and it's great you know we always have fun i always want to play golf and we go we go back far enough like music didn't used to happen on the course and like the first (laughs) times we ever had i heard music on the golf course was when you and i were playing together remember that day we played piper Glen in charlotte and then went to quail yes what a day that was Uh, i think about that day all the time me too i that piper's Glen was was the first one and then when you got into quail because you were playing out of pipers for a little while yeah then you got into quail and it was dormant i remember I don't remember much about Pipers, but yeah. Why would you? Why would, I mean, you, I there's, I was, there's, it's very forgettable. We had a good night beforehand, you know. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> didn't remember. But now that you got into Quail, I mean, Quail's awesome, and to be able to go and play there on a daily basis, it's almost too hard. I want to play like I don't know what is the one birds or the back, but I want to play like the four birds. No, no, like no, I want to no, play no. like the sixty-two hundred yard no, golf. Stop <laughs> it. That's where I play. That's where I play member events from. I'm pretty lethal from those teams. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? Uh, so. Rest of this week going forward, what like what what? How do y'all prepare here? You, you take it pretty serious, go to bed early, you know, treat it like a, a normal normal event. I mean, I, I've heard stories about you at these events. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I think this is two things, right? I have a four year old at home. Uh, I'm always working at home, so to catch up on sleep for the week is a good thing. Sometimes it doesn't happen. I usually have my friend, my brothers here with me, and one of their birthdays is usually this week, and we all hang out and go after it. And I think as much as I say I want to sleep, 
I still can't sleep, right? Like, I don't know. I wake up at 4 or 5 in the morning every day. I don't know if you Once do. you have kids, it right, never right, changes. Right. So, like, I try to rest, right? Let's say rest, not sleep, right? I try to sleep. I try to go to bed at 9 or 10 o'clock, and then I'm up at 1 and then 2 and then 3. But to try to get off my feet, right? Like, this is a tough golf course to walk. Um, so, to go out, get a lot of swings in, get the equipment taken care of at the beginning of the week, you know, get to learn the golf courses. Cause I think they hosted twin warriors hosted back in 2008 and I, I did not play that that year. So these are all new golf courses to me, the temperatures, the elevation, getting used to that in, in day one, Thursday, Friday, practice rounds tomorrow, Saturday, we're going to, Paul and I are going to play together. We're going to try and play one ball and play a little match. Get into that. Get a little more competitive mindset. Just playing a twosome out there together. Uh, we're trying to. Somebody to. told me they they signed up with us today. They heard Danny was playing today. It, it almost <laughs> it almost doesn't matter. We're going to play our own thing and be in our own way. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, and we talked about that us, like two days you know? ago. Just let's go see the golf course, have some fun, you know, take some notes, and then maybe the day before play a match. And that's and that's what I've been doing at home with Mike Ballow. I mean, Danny knows Mike pretty well. Um, and I'm I'm dragging him out. He's dragging me out because I want to I want to have someone that really wants to beat me, and that's really good. And Mike's awesome. He's been a big help for me to just to play golf with. Coming into the, he hits it like a tour player, a really good tour oh, I've player. Seen it. Yeah. So um, just to see shots and then get to play with him for a few days, and maybe the one of the best pitchers of the golf ball I've ever played with. I mean, that's um, a nice compliment to yeah, a long I mean, driver to be able to pitch it like that. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I kind of drive it just a little shorter than Brendan right now, so so I don't he's know. I'll tell you what, he's hitting it straight. So that's and good. That's, uh, I think that's the recipe here. It's I don't. I mean, the bombers are always going to have an advantage, but I think the guy that's hitting off the short stuff here and yeah, like, if you that's don't play where, out of the desert this I mean, week. I mean, I don't even call it a desert because you're not going to find the ball. Right. Like, I mean, there, there's like I mean bushes everywhere. It, it, so. it really does. If you hit it offline, you're not even going to. There's tumbleweed. You got a two percent chance of having a swing at, at a ball. I mean, right. if you find yeah. it. So, we talk about a lot of fairway finders and and then go from there. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, distance. Listen, I think the golf course is seventy eight hundred yards. To me, that is a that is terrible for me. But with elevation, it's going to come down a little bit. Depends on the on the temperatures, but I don't think distance so much matters. There are a couple drivable par fours, one on each course that the long guys are going to going to go for but i think you have to play to your strengths and for me being a shorter t-ball hitter right as you know because you're heavy driver shaft (laughs) exactly it goes straight i find fairway finders it might fly 238 and roll out to 280 when it's firm and fast uh but i i accept all of those things and i know hey listen if i have four iron into a green i got to be a good four iron player so i'm a good four iron player and i know when i miss a green i got to pitch the ball good and so i've coned in those skills to be able to compete wherever Right, it doesn't matter the distance because if I'm hitting three wood hybrid four iron, you know I'm doing what Ryan Armour does on the PGA Tour, and just got to figure out a way to get it in the hole and get it up and down. And like Paul said earlier in the show, you know even pars a good score, pars are good scores. Sometimes bogeys are good scores. You know you never really see somebody light light up this tournament. Right, there are good scores that are that are shot and good scores that that are out there, but. Come down to that Wednesday, our, the fourth round, uh, people seeing their names on leaderboards. People get nervous because they're not in these situations all the time. And you'll see people hit some bad shots and, and unfortunately lose strokes in certain places that you wouldn't normally do that. But given the circumstance or the situation that you're in, you know, vying for a berth in the PGA Championship, weird things happen. And I think this golf course especially lends itself. I mean, driving yeah, that place, I, I, I'm playing in the pro-am in the morning. I don't know why. <laughs> not luck. as a pro as an am. I'm, gonna, I'm not playing the back tee. Uh, I don't think I brought enough golf balls the way I'm driving it. My, my drivers, I, my, I brought two extra driver shafts that are a little softer because this thing is going, maybe could you all come give me a lesson at like 7 in the morning when it's 35 degrees? No, thank you. It might be snowing tomorrow. I mean, we had sand, storm, snow today, rain today. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to lose. I brought, I brought a dozen, but I don't think that's going to be enough after seeing this place for, we'll, for me for me personally okay. yeah if i lose a dozen balls i'm gonna just walk off you guys want to talk about anything else i got one thing fun i want to do but like uh, y'all is there anything you want to get off your chest 
<laughs> How old are you? When are you going to the champion <laughs> store? <laughs> you better 43. get this thing straight going here. Yeah, well, buddy. I'm going to be. I got to get fit for a new driver and get like a super. Oh, I soft thought you were going to say shaft. fit like in the gym. Oh, I, I <laughs> need to do that too. I'm, I'm, that's a work in progress. I am back in the gym now. Uh, it's slow, slow going. You look but, great. Understand? Yeah, <laughs> I look good. I look good uh, off camera. Got a real well, good body thing we're off radio. camera at the moment. <laughs> All right. I would like for y'all to create me a list, in your opinion, of PGA Club Pro. Like, I want a PGA Club Pro Hall of Fame. Doesn't have to necessarily be from the metropolitan area. If you could branch out from your home a little bit, that'd be great. But, you know, what does your PGA Club Pro Hall of Fame look like? I've got some suggestions if y'all don't know. Who the people up. are or what it looks like? Or no, no, no. Like, who, who, are the, who are the – who are no. if you could create a Hall of Fame or out of Club Pros, that they have to be – older than you can't put yourself in there Dan. no, no understand <laughs> but I mean, yeah i mean the first one is daryl kessner to me oh. i worked for daryl in high school for two years at deepdale um you know when i was so young i'm every summer i'm like daryl's getting ready for the pga daryl's getting ready for this daryl's getting ready for that and then sort of when i became an assistant golf pro i sort of put the resume together and i just yeah, I think my, he's played in a major in like the last five centuries and i remember like, Excuse no, me. I'm sorry. Can you can you rephrase that? <laughs> Five decades. Yeah. Five decades. Um, I apologize. See, I'm a club pro. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong here. I remember watching the PGA Baltistral, and I think that's the cut, the first cut he made. Maybe would that have been Phil's? Oh, I believe oh, it was oh, five. Um, I remember them talking about how many he played in that day on TV, and I go, man, that's yeah. a lot. Um, and I think a guy like Danny comes to mind as. Not just because he's my friend uh, in our section. He's he's looked at as, now there's a resume like that not a lot of people have. Um, and Danny knows a lot more of the guys playing currently that are a little older as well that still have a chance to do this. Um, but in my eyes, i got to go with Kessner just from being around him. And then I think if you ask someone across the country, even in other parts of the world, they would know his name. Um you know, yeah, Daryl. By the way, I want to I want to hop on a little Daryl love. I I, yeah. uh, I called him last week to get some uh, you know background info on Ben Pollen, yeah. who used to work for him as well. And Daryl's the man. I went and saw him after the Barclays a bunch of years ago. He's the best putting instructor yeah. on planet Earth. I, I I'm such a fan of Daryl. But go ahead. Darryl. Yeah, I mean, listen. So you know, just like Paul said, Daryl is the one guy I guess that everybody in the in the country would probably know. He he has accomplished so many things not only on the golf course but off the golf course at, at his home club at Deepdale and just in general he's always willing to lend a hand to to a young club pro to a, a you know a very accomplished club pro and like to you I remember after or Nick Watney won an event at Bethpage at Barclays maybe a and, and a playoff event playoff right? event and like called Daryl to help him with his putting that week and and bam he goes and he wins so Daryl is not only like an amazing player He's an amazing instructor, but he's also an amazing person, right? He's always opening his home to to strangers to come in and and feed and and stay over anytime anybody needs. So yeah, I was just on a trip with so, him with a with a bunch of peop, mutual friends and members uh, at a hoopie, and I got to spend time with him again. They love a hoopie on this podcast, so I, mean, uh, I think everybody <laughs> loves a hoopie. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and that was my first time there, and then. Um, the member that brought everybody said, oh, Daryl's coming as well. And I, I was super excited just to hang out with him and, you know, have dinner with him and catch up. And he just loves golf, like, yeah. like, uh, and Bobby Hines. Um, You're going to put Bobby Hines you know, in the, in the, he's in the Metropolitan you know, Golf Hall of Fame. I don't think he's in the National Club Pro Hall of Fame, is he? You I think mean, he, he is? He potentially could be. I mean, he has accomplished a lot as a club professional. Now, listen, we love Bobby Hines, <laughs> you and I, Johnson, you know. John, I'll be Bobby the peacemaker right now. <laughs> I, I, I got a... I, I can't believe I'm going to bring it up, but I got a. I'm trying to erase the retirement speech that night. At, oh at, no, that uh, was great, dude! Come on, <laughs> you're blacked out. Well, give me, give me, give me someone else. I, I'm I thinking, think, I'm thinking Mike Small. Yep. So, so I think a few people. Yeah, of course, Mike Small, Rod is one Perry, of them. He's, he's Jim one. Albus, Jim yeah. Albus. I think, I think Ron Philo's won the National Club Pro and done a, a whole hell of a lot as a club professional. I think a guy like Bob Sowers who yep. played the tour, yeah. who you know, Nebraska, no Ohio, Ohio. He's um, still bombs New, it too. New Albany. I mean, he has just done so many things on on top of, I think he played the tour for a year or two. Um, he's won the senior PGA, PGA professional championship. He's won this professional championship. He's played on two of the PGA Cup teams that I've been on, and he's played in more than that. I mean, he just has a, a 
historic career and, and a, an amazing resume as well. Um, I think a guy like Brad Larden, who you know, I think he could potentially be in... in Texas guy? Uh, Brad actually works at Las Campanas, which is an hour from here. Brad played the close tour. Close to Texas. Yeah, well, Amarillo's close, I saw. Yeah. Right? Amarillo by morning. <laughs> yeah. um, them, I, you know, I don't know that many more. Tom, and, Tom Wargo Tom, was a club pro turned to right, the like, Champions I, I, I Tour. I got to off late, so I don't know the... the Back, so much of the back history of it, right? So I'm, these are guys that I know that I've played with over the years, you know. Um, what about, like, what a, and I'm not saying Rob LeBritz needs to go into the Hall of Fame, but, like, mm-hmm. what about, like, what he did when he turned 50, getting his card on the Champions Tour? Like, is that is that, a, is that something yeah, that, I mean, listen, is he's that inspirational? The, he's made the cut twice in the PGA Championships. I think he's probably played in seven or eight of them as well, and, and he's been the low club professional twice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. Has he won the PGA Professional Championship? No. Has he won a lot of golf tournaments around the country? Yes. And in the sections, he's been the player of the year in the Mets section. He's done a lot. And then to be able to go out and and get one of five cards on the Champions Tour, right, as a club professional, I mean, that's pretty sweet. That is baller, right? And and I think all of us look up to that, right? Or or at least us that, that like to compete all the time. So I would say Rob LeBritz. I would say other guys, too, that are young that... A rich barbarian. Healthy. He's probably my age. He's probably 41. He can't be in the Hall of Fame at 41. But I think he's had a Hall of Fame career that at some point would allow him to be in a Hall of Fame, okay. is, is what I'm saying, right? right? Yeah, so, it checks a big box. Right, it checks yeah. a big box in things that he's done or accomplished. That's where I'm saying, like, I don't know other guys. I mean, that, Ben Hogan was a club pro. He put him in the Hall of Fame. Of course. Sam Snead. Gene Sarazen, yeah. I mean, listen. A little different generation there. They kind of had – they weren't making anything playing, so they had to go – to those clubs and, and, and work. Well, and speaking of that, right, those guys back in the day, me personally to be a club professional, I, I wanted to be a club professional in the Mets section because those guys were club pros at the clubs that we play at that in the Mets section. And the club pro back then was your golf pro, but he also played the tour at the time. Yeah. And so to be in the Mets section to me is like, if you're going to play golf and want to make this a living, why wouldn't you want to be in the Mets section? Yeah, you look at that Met Open trophy, see all those names on that list. It's pretty ridiculous how many guys came through there. And that actually used to be a PGA Tour event at one point. But Paul, Danny, y'all are the best. Thank you for coming on. And best of luck this week. I'll be watching. Cannot wait to talk about you. I know you're in the TV window Sunday, so I'm going to get to talk about you. I think he is Monday. Let's right. go. Monday. You, maybe. Twin yeah. Warriors I'm, I'm just focused on my match tomorrow. <laughs> there we go. One day at a time. I, I get a look ahead now. But, guys, you all are the best. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank Looking you. Thanks for having us. Time.